0: Good to see you guys. How you doing this morning, Rodney? I'm doing great. How you doing? Life is good. Good. So, uh, and I noticed that uh, I put out five books last night, and uh, they're purchased. Uh, how many of you would like uh, like some like a book that don't have one? All right, cool. All right, I get some more. Uh, I'm going to put those out. Put those out next week. Let's talk about uh, what's really important, shall we? Amen. Amen. Chiefs escape Lions jaws. My goodness, first time, first time he hasn't thrown for a touchdown in like I don't know, fifteen games or something. Yeah, had a
1: or two touchdowns in in a game.
0: Yeah, isn't that amazing? Um,
1: I, I was I liked I didn't like watching the game, but I liked watching that last drive. Yeah, where we kind of you know I think about we might have a last drive like that when the playoffs come, and it's. It's just good to get some reps on that. Yeah, I agree. Time I
0: agree. So, was, what was it they said that he said when he came into the huddle at, when it was fourth and eight? I didn't see that. Is this is what they pay us for. So, yeah, you know my uh, my second favorite quarterback, Dak Prescott. Turns out, you know, he had a last drive as well on Sunday, and turned out that the difference between the best quarterback in the NFL and perhaps the second best is a lot wider than we <laughs> thought. So. <laughs> This weekend, we should get a little bit easier game, Indianapolis and Jacoby Brissett here in Kansas City. Sunday night football game. Yeah, are you going? No. Anybody here get Tickets a ticket? Tickets too expensive. No. Uh, and what happened to uh, your team? Here?
1: Uh, I don't know. What? Yeah, we lost. They lost. <laughs> it, and it, now, I know I bash KU, um, so I'm going to give it to my own team as well. I think in some ways we're a little overrated. uh, That we looked really good against uh, not very good teams, and I don't think Mississippi State was as good as. Come on, they're SEC. They're the gold Uh, standard. Yeah, but um, you know they should have beat us the way that we played down there. So we'll see. Um, Hopefully, we we rebound this week against Baylor. Um, I don't.
0: I don't know how good they are this year. I don't.
1: Anybody else know how good Baylor is?
0: Haven't played anybody. Yeah, it's kind of like us. Let's hope they yeah. don't say that after this week. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So. All right, and <clears throat> Ku, I guess, falls back to earth, <laughs> fifty-one to fourteen.
1: Now, I will say, I was, I was, I had high expectations for Ku after they beat Boston College the way that they did. So it's been a little disappointing to see them. Take a few steps back.
0: But. Really, you're not one of those Ku haters. You said uh, you're really disappointed. Tell the truth. Okay,
1: I wasn't really disappointed. I was <laughs> uh, kind of happy a little bit, um, but you know, y- you also want to see them for the sake of those guys on the team. Uh, I'm more enjoy it for the fans. Yeah. You know, not seeing
0: yeah. celebrations. Uh, and they have an easy game at home against six ranked Oklahoma this yeah. week. Yeah. 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 Upset um, alert! All right, yeah. <laughs> so, some of you uh, picked up a book over there, and it wasn't the. Uh, it was. It looked more like this, a workbook than the regular book. But the interesting thing is that these workbooks have all of the same material in them. They've got the whole chapter, plus they have questions. In case you're wondering if you got the wrong book up there, so uh, workbook. Regular book. It's all 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. Let's jump right in. You want to take the uh, law of respect? That's yeah. Law number seven?
1: Law number seven is the law of respect. And, you know, this is one of those ones, Jim, I think is, is it's simple, but it's also really deep. Yeah. Uh, and it's, ob- it's one of those things that's obvious, but it needs to be said. Uh, it's that people don't follow others by accident. Uh, people follow uh, individuals that they respect, and that uh, people naturally as this slide says they naturally follow follow leaders stronger than themselves. If you were to rate yourself as a as a leader uh, one being uh, not a good leader, ten being a strong leader, if you're a eight or a nine, you are not going to follow a seven uh, very, uh, you don't see people who are less skilled in leadership follow, or you don't see people who are highly skilled in leadership follow those who are less skilled in leadership. You always see the less skilled following the more, the people who are uh, more skilled in leadership. And it's very unlikely unless there's, um, you're in an organization and you're forced to follow someone or out of respect of someone's position, uh, you have to follow them. But on the, you never see, rarely see, somebody who's an eight or a nine follow someone who's a six or a seven. And think about this in a group setting. If you guys were to go to work today and your boss or maybe you as the boss were to give your group of employees a task to do, um, you would see kind of this graph over here on the left that you give people a task to do and people just kind of start going their own direction. And then people start to notice those people who are more skilled in leadership, who are stronger leaders. And instead of people going their own directions, they start to follow the person who is the strongest leader. Uh, You have all these, you know, nines and sevens and fives trying to go their own direction. But the people who have more skill have more leadership ability, what they realize in these settings is they realize that um, they realize how quickly that leadership is needed. They step up and they lead they recognize the people that they recognize the direction that they want to go and the people that they want to have on their teams and people naturally follow them because they respect them uh, so you might be wondering how how do leaders gain respect um, like, if, if you're a leader in a workplace or you see somebody else who's a leader, how do, how, do you, how do you gain that respect as a leader? Uh, and John Maxwell gives his kind of six points of um, how you gain respect. Uh, number one is people gain respect just by uh, their natural leadership ability. Um, n- people who are just natural leaders, people follow them. They want to listen to them. They want to be around them, but the the pitfall for these people who are natural leaders is sometimes they can they can choose to rely on talent alone, and if they don't impl- if they don't apply some of the other the other five things in order to help them in their leadership to help continue to have the respect that they currently have as natural leaders, then their leadership ability is capped. Uh, so. What are the other five? Uh, number two is that they show respect for uh, for others. And, and mainly is they show respect for those people who are uh, in a lower position or who have less power than them. Because all all good leaders realize that all leadership, all followership is voluntary you got some people who rely on intimidation. They rely on violence in order to get people to follow them. Um, but if you want people to follow them, the best way that they're going to follow you is by how they respect you. He, uh, he gives this kind of three-line uh, three stanza that I, I want to share with you guys. He says, when people respect you as a person, they admire you. When people respect you as a friend, they love you. But when people respect you as a leader they follow you. Um, number three is that they show courage. Uh, they have a clear mission in mind, and they're fearless about that mission, and they're willing to stand uh, amidst criticism, amidst backlash. Um, and, and, and this is great. The reason why people um, respect this is because it gives followers hope. It gives them courage. It gives them something to look up to. Uh, number four, they, they show success. Um, success is very attractive. Uh, I think that's why our culture is so enamored with celebrities' lives, is that we want uh, to be around people who are successful. And naturally, people are going to follow them. Because it's really hard to argue with someone with a good track record. And so this is how you gain, this is how leaders gain respect is by uh, proven success over and over and over again. Number five, they show loyalty. Uh, Even, you know, in the midst of um, if something, let's say you're at work and a situation comes up where you have to take the fall or you have to do something that's hard for your team, uh, that the team recognizes and, and you show loyalty to them, you gain respect as a leader. And then number six is that they add uh, value to others. Uh, one of the points, uh, talking points that we made last week of adding value to other people's lives. So how do you know how much respect you have as, as a leader? Uh, Maxwell says, if you want to measure your level of respect as a leader, here, here are the two things. It's, it's one, um, you'll <clears throat> you look at who you attract. Measure as leadership is a caliber of the people who choose to follow you. So look around you when you when you are leading, or the people around you in your lives. Look at those people and see what uh, see who you attract. What, what, what is their caliber? And then number two is look at the responses when you ask for commitment to something, or you ask uh, for change in your organization. Uh, if people sign up and are willing to put in long hours and are, and are willing to do whatever it takes to get the job done, uh, to follow your vision, uh, you know, that you have respect as a leader. Um, sorry, kind of jumping around here. And then he tells two stories, the quick one, uh, of coach wooden at UCLA, uh, over here on the left is, uh, anybody know who that is? Bill Walton. Bill Walton. So when Bill was, um, wanting to play at UCLA, He had this huge manly beard, and it was one of Coach Wooden's uh, things that you couldn't have a beard. And so Walton showed up and was like, "I don't care, I'm going to have a beard." Um, You know, he's going to have to get over it. And he walks in the practice, and uh, Coach Wooden said, "You know, Bill, we're going to miss you." (laughs) Bill left, shaved his beard, and came back and started practicing. Uh, Just a just a quick glimpse of the the amount of respect that he had for him and then the second story now um he tells a story about michael jordan and dean smith and how his time with um michael's time with dean was so uh, formative for michael and in his years just to kind of hone his leadership abilities his athletic abilities and combine those two but i liked uh the story that he told at the end of his career, because I think it highlights it even more, is that in Michael's last few years, uh, he says he was adamant about playing for only one coach. He wouldn't play for anybody else. So he only wanted to play for Phil Jackson. And Phil Jackson had Michael Jordan's respect. So you, you just imagine the type of leader that Phil Jackson was to Michael and to that team that Michael was like, if y'all don't have Phil Jackson, I'm not playing for you. And um, it just kind of illustrates for you the law of respect that, you know, if if you're a 10, you're a nine in leadership, you know, you're going to have a lot of people who will want to follow you. If you're a six, if you're seven – you're going to have a hard time, no matter how compelling your vision is or how clear you communicate what it is you want to go. You're going to have a hard time getting people who are eight, nines and tens to follow you. So I would I would just ask a few questions. If you were to rate your leadership, uh, where are you? you? Are you a five or you're a six? You are seven. You're eight. It doesn't matter where you're at. Um, if you are a four um, just know where you're at. Know the people who are going to follow you, and then what what steps do you need to take to help gain respect? Uh, for is, is it do you need to have a little bit more courage? You need to show more respect for people who are in lower positions who have less power than you. Um, you need to build some success so that people will look at you and they'll and they'll want to follow you. So
0: there's a verse that. Um it um, seems to go along with that. In Deuteronomy, I took the leading men of your tribe, said Moses, wise and respected men. So before he chose them, he saw that they were respected and he appointed them as leaders. Yeah. So uh, I've got the law of intuition, which is so different from your law. Your law had to do with how people underneath you, people who follow you, how they look at you. This is something inside you and inside me. It's the way, it's our gut, basically, and whether we trust our gut. And I couldn't help thinking about Patrick Mahomes. I couldn't uh, help thinking about him when, when the law of intuition was defined as, these are leaders who are able to read a situation, trust their gut, and take bold action. And I've been watching, uh, you know, some analyses of how Mahomes looks at a situation Uh, that would seem to me to be unreadable, you know, and reads it quickly and makes the key decision that changes the whole game. Uh, and I'll refer back to him later. So this is the law that, that says that un- leaders, real leaders, understand the crisis moment and they know just what to do. There's verse that, that really reminds us of this. First Chronicles, 200 chiefs from the tribe of Issachar who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. It's a famous line in the Old Testament. And these are great leaders. Now, he lists uh, one, two, three, four, five Things that leaders read. They read their situation, they read trends, resource people themselves. So uh, I mentioned Mahomes because as they're describing, you know, as these articles are describing uh, the last drive of a game that was a mess on Sunday, you know, he understood the situation, walks in the huddle, knows it's fourth and eight, and it looked to me like a plan to play. I'm not sure it was, Maybe Paul would know, but, you know, where he sends all the receivers down and everybody blocks out and he runs right up the middle for 15 and, and the drive continues, but he understands the situation. Trends is when Patrick studies the trends of the defense during the week and knows that, you know, if you've got six people in the box and you've got six guys out to block him, and they have a seventh guy who's sort of got one foot in the box, he knows the trend is that guy's really not going to stay in the box. He's going to follow the the tight end or something like that. And so he knows the trend. And then his resources, you know, the the fact that he continually passes to Kelsey, you know, on third down in a key situation. He knows the resources and the people he's got, and he understands himself. He knows that he can throw across his body or something like that. Uh, But leadership intuition, uh, says Maxwell, separates the greatest leaders of all from the ones who are merely good. And then he describes t- three types of people. He's, uh, he says there are some some people who are natural intuitive leaders. They naturally see this. Some are nurtured. They grow into it. And some will never see it. And I put three quarterbacks down here that I thought illustrated this. I I think Mahomes, is, you know, has natural leadership ability. And and I think you see this. You know, with some of your kids. You 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 know, I have four kids who are pretty good leaders, but it was fascinating to Melody and me that our youngest child, oftentimes as we watched them playing outside, would be the ones who were leading his older brothers, you know, and he'd be getting the basketball game started or or whatever else. Some, Some people just have natural leadership bones in their body. Others are nurtured, and his point is here that everybody, natural leaders, or non-leaders can actually learn how to be better leaders. And here's the example of Aaron Rodgers, who was, uh, you know, under, understudy for Brett Favre for so long, and of course is now one of the three top quarterbacks in the league. And then there, sorry, Johnny Manziel. I don't know if, what you think about him, but but somehow this Heisman Award winner has never been able to pull it off. And if you're related to him, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> But the key takeaway here is you're capable of developing your leadership intuition. But when great leaders trust and follow their instincts, it's so important. When great leaders trust and follow their instincts, great things can happen. So he asked questions like, do you trust your instincts? Do you trust your gut? And when you trust your gut, are you more often wrong or right? Now, if you tend to more often be wrong than right... In, is the, yeah, your wife's not going to let you trust your gut next time. You know, when you say, you know, let's, let's go to uh, western Kansas on our vacation or whatever. So, so let's summarize. So we had the law of respect. People naturally follow leaders stronger than themselves. In this law of intuition, leaders read situations, trust their gut, and take bold action. So I've got a couple of questions for you, maybe to start your discussion. First Uh, that has to do with the law of respect. Recall a time in your life when you observed the leadership cream rise to the top, right? And second, with the law of respect, what might someone do? I'm not asking you what might you do. That might be so. But what might a person do to increase the level of respect among the people with whom they interact daily? Then the law of intuition, number three. Do you trust your gut instincts? Share a time you were right. And then just for fun, share a time you were wrong. Next week, one of the laws we're going to take you're going to like, it's called the law of magnetism. So that's where we are. Why don't we, why don't we let them uh, eat biscuits and have time in their group? Yeah. I want right. to pray for
1: it. Yes. Let me pray for us. Uh, Father, we, we thank you for uh, this morning. Um, we thank you for life. Um, and we thank you for your mercies for us and your love. Um, that as Colossians say, that we were created by you and for you. Mm-hmm. God, I pray that we would not forget that, uh, Lord. You want to intimacy. You want an intimate relationship with us, and um, you sent your Son in order that we might be able to. Uh, have that relationship with you that is best for us, and I pray that we would not forget the gospel. We would not forget your love for us, Lord. That it would spur us on in the way that we live every day, Lord. I pray that you would help develop develop us into leaders. Um, that You would hone us, that you would grow us, um, Lord. That you would guide us with your Spirit. That we would be open. That we would not quench the Spirit's fire, um, and and listen to Him as we live day in and day out. We ask and pray these things in your name, Amen.
0: Amen.